So the Syrian king is boasting, right? It's all about him. But wait, Hashem, Lord of hosts, will send leanness amongst the fattened ones. And instead of glory, a burning will ignite like the burning of fire. And the light of Israel, its God, shall be a fire, and his holy one will be a flame. And it will burn, that will consume the Assyrian's king, thorn and thistle, everything he has, very quickly, in one day. The glory of his forest and his farmland from soul to flesh will be annihilated and it shall be as if it was consumed by a worm. The remaining trees of the forest will be numbered and there will be so few that even a child will be able to record them. Now it's some words of comfort. It shall be on that day. That the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no longer continue to rely on their attacker and place their trust in a superpower that's attacking them. But rather, they will rely upon Hashem, Holy One of Israel, in truth. A remnant will return, the remnant of Yaakov, to God the Mighty. For even if, you're, even if you're Israel, your people Israel, will be like the sand of the sea, only a remnant of it will return as annihilation is decreed for them and the bulk of the people will be swept away in the justice. This talks about the destruction. You could refer to the Holocaust and so many other tragedies. For annihilation that is decreed, Hashem, God of hosts, enacts in the midst of the entire land. Therefore, so said Hashem, God of hosts, Al-Tira Ami, do not fear my people. Do not fear Assyria, my people that inhabit Zion. With the rod, Assyria will strike you, and he will raise his staff against you to assault you in the manner of Egypt, just like the Egyptians striked Yehuda. For in a very little while, the time of my fury against you will cease, and my wrath will be returned against the Assyrians for their depravity and immoral actions. Hashem, the Lord of hosts, will goad him with a whip. And as the, at the smiting of Midian, again with the reference to the story of Gidon when he fought them, his staff is over the sea like it was over the Red Sea when he split it. And he will bear him in the manner of Egypt. Hashem will agitate Assyria and totally destroy it. It shall be on that day that his burden will depart from upon your shoulder, Yehuda, and his yoke will be removed from upon your neck, and the yoke will be damaged from the fat. Now, before Sancheriv sent his army to Jerusalem, he first had them subdue the surrounding cities. So now he goes back and he describes what happens. He came to Av Ayat, he passed through Migron. At Mikmas, he deposits his baggage. They passed over the pass. In other words, they literally walked by the pass of Geva. is a lodging place where they stayed. Rama trembled before the Assyrians. Givat Shaul fled. Raise your voice in warning, daughters of Galim. Listen, Laish, poor Anatot. Madmana wandered. The inhabitants of Gevim gathered their flocks and fled to safety. And here's an interesting thing, even though this is towards the end of the chapter, on the Haftorah, on Simcha's Torah, 
sorry, on the last day of Pesach, Achron Shal Pesach, which is a day that many people connect to the coming of Mashiach, people have the Mashiach meal on it, etc. The Aftorah is about the promise of Mashiach, which we'll learn in the next chapter. But before we go to the next chapter, um, we still read three verses from this about what the king of Sancherv, uh, the, the king of Assyria, screams against the Jewish people. Even today, the king of Assyria will come and stand at Nov. He will wave his hand at the mountain of the daughters of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Of Jerusalem. Od hayom ben Nov. And he will say, Behold, the master, Hashem, will lap, will lop off the boughs with a saw, and those of elevated stature will be felled, and the lofty will be lowered. So this is, sorry, this verse is the, the, is the prophet talking about a Syrian king. He stands there all proud, but Hashem will lap him up. The thickets of the forest will be cut with iron, and the Lebanon will fall by a mighty one. So this is his promise. This is the end of what he prophesied um, at the time of the destruction of the Jewish people in the northern kingdom and the threat against the southern kingdom, these chapters. The next chapter, chapter 11, one of the most beautiful chapters in all of the Tanakh, and very moving, is the Messianic promise. A lot of the stuff you've heard, like the sheep will lie with, the, sorry, the wolf will lie with the lamb, etc., is all in this chapter. Let's get there.